Hanoi Undercurrents. Directed and produced by Lin Ha for now. In collaboration with Tomes. Sound is not tangible. Sound is kind of abstract. But Yeah, maybe one can visualize them. Be ready to listen the sound. You spend a lot of energy, even you don't want to listen, even the sounds didn't come to your ear. The more they, they observe, the more they, the more the more times they pay attention, like the, the better, the sharper the, their sense are. It's just kind of like a meditation exercise. Silence not mean that we don't hear anything. having noise pollution, really, we're having noise pollution everywhere. When you wake up, you wake up from the sound from the street. My house next to the street, so I can listen the traffic before I listen the other sound I like. Hanoi is such a, <laughs> it's a hot pot. It's a zoo. The spirit of a city. 
Many times I just like to slow down. 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 I'm a sound engineer uh, working for Freeman Television. My name is Chameng and uh, I'm an interpreter and a musician. I have a passion for music and for listening to music as well. My name is Jung and I'm a sound designer and composer. I'm based in Hanoi. I believe that most of the uh, good creative works uh, have uh, arisen out of um, the conflict uh, to find oneself, to find the voice to express what's in their hearts. Hanoi has given me the same thing, to, to question myself and to uh, make me think and to take all of the chaotic things going around as materials and inspiration for me to make art. Uh, I try to lean myself toward a more nostalgic, a more human side of the sonic landscape of Hanoi. So that's what I'm going back to. But that being said, I'm also influenced heavily by uh, Western practices of making music. So whenever I try to make music, it's also the combination between those things. So the difference is go up to noisy than before. So for me, so, uh, as the sound engineer, um, I am more difficult, more challenging to, to capture the sound. Mostly we, we work for independent movie, creative movie. We are make a good quality because you are creative you create in individual films. Mm, in the other side, I am, teach, uh, I am a teacher uh, at the university. I think I work with uh, a little bit of this and that. Yeah. I work between performers uh, and artists uh, belong to the visual and cinematic fields also curator and researchers and translator if my work involved with uh, researching. I live near a couple of lakes, so I like to record lakes myself. Yeah, I do record a lot of traffic for work or for, for sound as I work. But I also, like the subconscious learning about soundscape, I go to become a sound designer myself. Sounds are the way I navigate the world. I think it means a lot for me to to be born in Hanoi, to grow up here. I've been in Hanoi since 25 years ago. So compare 25 years ago and now, it's a much different. The city's landscape has changed drastically. It shapes my, my mind as a, a person, you know, creator. It's not so much the, the, the place, but the people associated with it that make the difference. Hey. 
you listen the sound from the door. You listen some people speak. You can listen the the sound of the man who uh, use a pipe for smoking. How is it that we're living in this city and we're not feeling, we're not finding any fulfillment from from this? After like all my life living here, I would say that the city feels familiar and strange for me at the same time. Like it feels familiar because I grew up here and and got used to certain customs and the environment and the habits of the people. But also, I sometimes feel a little bit like a stranger in my old home. Sometimes the city changed too fast. I couldn't keep up with that. The first day I come to Hanoi was impressive. The the calm come inside the way people living together like you are a very small village and then you speak low but people can feel you and can clear to understand you now the construction everywhere especially in the city I, I feel more sound more sound of more activity sound than before. Actually, Hanoi, I don't know where we can find a quiet uh, environment. So even you see the peaceful lake, but the sound is not peaceful. Sonic-wise, Hanoi has changed a lot. I mean, it was noisy in the past with all the public speakers going on. Those people who sell toys on the street would have like the little melodies to attract uh, the attention of children. Even the horns from uh, ice cream vendors even for those who would sell uh, bean curds, for example, they're not going to use their own voice anymore. They're going to use some pre-recorded tapes. All in all, it sounds cold to me. Before, they speak directly. For example, uh, people sell uh, some, some sticky rice for every morning. They speak directly. Now they use a speaker. So the sound is louder. Sometimes you'd hear in the morning, very early in the morning, some enduring children's songs or songs about Hanoi. It's all become a melancholic, memory in my brain now because they don't they don't exist anymore 20 years ago it would be very different like when I grew up the South Cape is changed 
When my parents grew up, they used to go on the tram a lot, and now we can only find the south chairman, very old Vietnamese movie, and that's something belong to the archive. I'm always curious about how the Southscape in the past would sound like um, before all of this urbanization. I want to know what memories do people have about the South and also the music of the town. I think it could give more understanding between generations. The value of uh, of my life is the sharing with people. If we don't share, if we don't um, cheat well on people, what is the what is the thing you want? You need. Also, I love the feeling work together, but also share together. All in all, we still need connection. I want to be connected with people, but only when the connection is genuine. We're sensitive, and if it doesn't click, we know. Any connection, any friendship, or any relationship would take work, but I think that this, this chemistry, this feeling, this click is important. Communication is the key, right? discussion, idea exchange. And I think that fosters the relationship. But it's also important to get help to team up. I do relate quite well with, um, with the collaborators that I've worked with. They are all genuine in their crafts. And... There's this sense of, of um, quiet passion. What I'm trying to look for is um, shared wavelength. You uh, respect the job of the other ones. I think if you're really ready to listen to people, that means you have a really open mind to input all the different way of thinking. I'm trying to, trying to learn how to be more compassionate to people. Like many people, I would need to overcome a lot of self-doubt. Sometimes I would like almost give it up. Uh, I say that I, I couldn't do this anymore. I absolutely resented my voice until recently. Do you think that it's more difficult to realize your and your musical practice as a woman? Does uh, gender discrimination hinder you at all at any point in your musical practice? 
discrimination. For female electronic artists in general, record labels uh, or promoter prefer to book male artists and automatically refuse female artists. Confinement. Conformity. Arrogance. Discrimination. I see no points continuing this. And sometimes, in some cases, it appears in a very regular basis. I think the coping mechanism is that, uh, giving me patience. Be fearless, because if you can ignore the barriers, if you could ignore the fact that we're discriminated against, you, you could just move forward with, let's say, a blind drive. We're going to make it somehow. And it's a long journey. So the show must go on anyway. Some of my student is the women, but um, they go to to be an officer of different studio. Access to to knowledge and to practice should be distributed evenly and equally to people, especially women. The overall sense of this community, of this sonic landscape, should be more inclusive. What we can try to do is to team up. To... Uh, collaborate and to create this sort of uh, shared movement that would allow us to stay strong together, to educate each other, to empower each other. There is a, a poem about Hanoi. When you listen these words, you feel, okay, you are from far away and you can listen this sound, every single sound, and you feel like calm and peaceful. Gió đưa cành trúc la đà Tiếng chuông trấn vũ canh gà thọ xương
mịt mù khói tỏa ngàn xương Nhịp chảy yên thái mặt gương tay hồ Noi Undercurrents featuring Nyung Nguyen, Ho Cham Ai, Huang Tu Tui, directed and produced by Ling Ha for now, in collaboration with Tomes, co-produced by Norient and Goethe Institute. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners. It is a fine autumn day in Hanoi, and I am very pleased to be having a conversation with two of my favorite humans, Ling Ha and Toby. My name is Elise Luong, and I am an arts manager and writer living in Vietnam for the past six years. I met Ling Ha and Toby in the first few months after having moved to Hanoi through their work as musicians, event organizers, and just generally wonderful people. I am grateful to call them my friends and so happy to celebrate their work here with you. This chat is presented as a bonus track attached to the Time Zones episode produced by Ling Ha that focuses on the city of Hanoi. Time Zones is a co-production of the wonderful people of Norient and the Goethe Institute. Back to introducing our conversation, Ling Ha was born in Berlin but raised in Hanoi living most of her life here. Her solo sound and music project Ling Ha For Now was born around seven years ago 
and I understand it as an act of rebellion against this city that can suffocate you with sound. Ling Ha is a tiny lady, but a woman of fire, and it is with much admiration that I see her carefully bulldoze her path into the electronic music world. We are joined by Tobias Paramore, Toby for Friends, and Tomes as his solo artist name. Hailing from Australia, Toby, together with Ling Ha, collaborate as the duo Tiny Giant. Toby's approach to sound swoops in from a very different angle. He studies sound as material, reflecting on and manipulating samples. He holds a special interest in the relationship between sound and space, sound in space, sound as space, sound creating space metaphorically, and all of the directions that these combinations can take. Now, tiring of monologues, please sit back and enjoy the gentle lulling of our thoughts around Hanoi, a city that we love and sometimes despise, and one that feels like it is screeching towards a terrifying future. I guess the question we ask ourselves here has to do with this. What can artists do in this context of growth? Ling Ha, congratulations on the Time Zones episode. I know that you have a very intense relationship with Hanoi, where you grew up, where you studied, where you lived a lot of your life. It's also where you began making music. How would you describe the way that the city has influenced you as an artist? Yeah, I guess Hanoi has been the parent, the friend, and sometimes the enemy to me. And I think that that really can be heard in my music. I started making music because Hanoi was in too intense uh, for me um, seven years ago. So I um, search uh, refuge and shelter and also just like basically some gentle touch uh, away from Hanoi in music. So yeah, it's been... Uh, it's been a lot of uh, good things coming out of it and I'm grateful for all the opportunities and all the headaches and heartaches that Hannah gave me. When uh, Hannah and Norian approached me with the idea, I was very excited. Yeah, as you said, like this is probably one of the first opportunities for me to step back and basically still um, exploring what I think but through other people's lens and give them the voice. To, to share with the audience and uh, the interviewing has been it's, it's been a very rich learning experience in many ways um, to be able to learn from Chamang, from Nyung and from Chi Thuy who are vastly different in their uh, artistic approaches but also share many many um, questions and, and values in terms of um, navigating through the city and they all value sounds, which I also very value. And it's been a very interesting and also challenging um, space to be able to share and talk about all of the topics that we touch in the interview. Um, yeah, uh, sadly we, we don't have like we don't have time to include um, the behind the scene, all the other things that we talked about being a female artist working and living in Hanoi. Toby, I'd love to hear a little bit from you. Uh, what was your role in producing this episode? Um, I, 
I guess my main role is just to be, just to facilitate the process. So to take on any tasks that are maybe on the laborious side um, and to kind of streamline that process. So just under Linghar's direction to, to find the elements of what the artists have said that create uh, something that identifies the narrative they're getting at, I guess. You have to be quite careful because it's quite easy to distort what people say. So you just have to choose the right moments and, and make those, those messages support who they are as best you can. So really I was just um, working with Lingha to go through those selections and then do the kind of laborious tasks of like cleaning up the audio and finding all the, the all the little sounds that you don't want and, and all, the, all those kinds of things and, and matching it with the music so that it, it has some kind of narrative, I guess. So it has an arc. Uh, you use quite a few field recordings from what I understand. Can you explain a little bit about those perhaps? We actually bought a hydrophone with the intention of recording some of the water bodies in Hanoi because Hanoi is, has a lot of water in it, a lot of lakes and rivers and different water bodies. And we went around one night with our friend Palmer, who is basically an ethnomusicologist who does a lot of field recordings in Indonesia. And he came with us to do some field recordings around the city. We were focusing on recording the water and he was focusing on recording the like the sound of the the street or the wherever we were the surrounding of the water right. on the surface and so that was a really interesting evening in the end we didn't get too many recordings of water that were really great quality but we got a lot of a lot of his recordings like the ones of the frogs and and you can also hear some recording of electricity particularly in the beginning of the piece there's a lot of buzz and hum which is the sound of hanoi electricity which, which has is very Present yeah, it has a distinctive tone. Yeah, so it was actually a really great experience to go and do the recordings, but in the end we have to use it selectively so that it supports the, the story, I suppose. Yeah, it's nice to be given these opportunities to intensely listen to what's happening in this blob of a concrete. In preparation for this interview, I did about a three-second Google search, and you're going to tell me how this makes you feel. According to Hanoi's government, the city's population will triple to about 21 to 23 million by the year 2050. Yeah, that's why I, I, I walked away. <laughs> I can't at the moment. <coughs> yeah. But it's always a dear to go back to Hanoi to see you and a lot of other friends and to, like, to give into this opportunity to go back to interview the three female artists. It was very special. I learned, or I, I revisited the memories of Hanoi through them, basically, that I actually forgot that I actually experienced that. And there was some very, it's just like comforting size of Hanoi that um, it's easy to forget because like the life now is a bit too intense in Hanoi. But yeah, I guess if you stop to listen, you will hear it, either physical or mental. Yeah, I feel like the physical experience of Hanoi is very difficult to describe for people that haven't lived here. It's not really only about this visual urban landscape that's changing. It's also, like you're saying, the food that you eat and the fact that you can move around in nature. It's such a, a, it's such a big change. And in the episode, there was somebody that was um, explaining a lot about the nostalgia of organic sounds, things that were warmer and more human. And I feel like there is a lot 
of nostalgia around Hanoi because this this speed that things are changing is just very it, it blows all of our minds. But do you think that holding on to the past is something that artists should do, or where do you think art making should find itself in this really rapid development? I was uh, I was holding on to that question when I first making music. I was searching a lot for the traditional sense, or not even traditional, I guess indigenous sense of uh, Vietnamese music. So I was very into like uh, music from the mountains, the northern mountains, or from music from Central Highlands. Like, I'm, I was very interested in that tonalities and also the environment um, surrounding those um, those aspects, basically, of Vietnamese culture. And I think like um, holding on the past has a romantic sense, and I guess all of us, in a way, are nostalgic to some extent. But I guess holding on to something, I don't think you can hold on forever. Sometimes you have to let go, and you have to let go, and you have to just float with the current flow, or you have to search for a better way to live this life. Maybe it's in the future, or maybe like imagine your way to go forward. But also, the, there's there's very odd nostalgia in Hanoi because it's things attached to to colonialism or these periods that were incredibly hard for the people that were living through it. And so, how do you celebrate a history in knowing that it's never ever going to be like this. Like you say, we have to move forward. I think Chi Thuy um, actually mentioned, or um, maybe Nyung also mentioned this, like, how do we also archive the sounds of the past? And actually, I think uh, there's a lot to think about in that, like, sound is something that's so abstract and, like, sure, like, you can preserve a, a painting from many, many years ago. But like the, the disappearing sound of Hanoi, I'm not sure a lot of people in 2030 even, like they would hear the, I don't know, the electric train of Hanoi or even the, the calling of the street vendors, they disappearing in Hanoi. The real one, the organic callings, they disappearing, or even some lullabies that the grandmas of the war generations used to sing to their children. Those are probably also slowly gone. And uh, yeah, it's it's difficult, I think, to uh, pass sounds on. I guess like one of the thing is that I am trying to interview or ask these female artists about these disappearing sounds also, like to live inside their memories also. Like maybe the knowledge can be passed on through people's nostalgia, people's stories. What would you give to musicians into this city? Like, what would be like a present that you would hope for them for the future? If I could, I would give them a nice, well-treated room with good quality air conditioning <laughs> and an excellent sound system that's on a nice quiet alley where they can gather and perform and hear each other without hearing the street yeah. and listen to each other's music. Yeah, that would be great. Maybe that's a bit simplistic, but... No, I mean, like, physical space for people to go to and make music together is quite scarce, like, in Hanoi. Well, it's better than other places. <laughs> Yeah, like I think like physical space is is um, 
first simple condition for a scene to grow. Yeah, a, a space with quality soundproofing condition and uh, doesn't have to be the best sound system, good enough sound system for people to listen to each other's music. No, the best. Okay, then the best. If we, yeah, in theory, <laughs> the best. You need a space in order to understand what's happening outside of that space. Like it's, you need to give the city some rest. You know, it's when when we sleep that we're able to process all of the things that's going around. So perhaps that's also a nice kind of cyclical way to close it. Is if we could give a moment of pause to the city in order to understand. Yeah, like in order to hear the city, you have to go away from the city. Like you can't actually hear it until you're somewhere quiet enough to listen to it. Lingha, Toby, and I continued dreaming of all of the things we would gift Hanoi, our city of love, of connection, and my home. In a twist of irony, I had closed all of the doors and windows of the room for the recording, hoping to block out the sounds of the skyline. Little by little, the temperature had risen, and as soon as the conversation was over, I threw open the windows to welcome back some fresh smog and havoc. Seems I'm not so ready for silence after all. Thank you dearly to Lingha and Toby for the time shared in this conversation, and thank you to Norient and the Goethe Institute for the management of the Time Zones project and for the opportunity to share our thoughts on the city of Hanoi. Oh!